I, uh, I was praying, and this message actually was not what I was going to preach this morning. And uh, last night, I uh, sat down at my, my desk. I just performed a wedding and uh, married a couple that go to our church, and, and uh, it was a mess. They were supposed to be married in December, and uh, I went to go do the wedding, and they had the salmon there, and uh, the feast, and people from Colorado, and California, and Texas, and everybody had flowed in to, if, okay, I see confusion, that's when you fly on an airplane and you arrive, you flowed in. Uh, when they, they'd all float in to come to the wedding and everything, and they was all there, and the groom had an allergic reaction to two medications and was out of his mind. Literally could not speak words, could not stand on his own, could not do nothing. And so we had a reception called the family reunion that day. And then... Uh, in the state of Nevada, you have to, as a minister, have a special permit in order to do a wedding ceremony. Well, I didn't have, you know, most of the folk that come to my church, they done married. We, you know, we either, they're married or they ain't going to be because they're ugly. So, I'm just saying, I had a few of them that aren't too pretty. And then uh, they were coming, so I was like, I wasn't worried about it, so I took a one-day permit. Well, that day shot. Now, their, their license was good for a year. Mine was good for the day of. So I had to go through all this qualification and stuff. So it took all of February to get it done. I actually got my, th- my certificate that now I can do as many as I want. So if anybody in here wants to get married, give me a call. Uh, it's $57. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I understand. It's uh, 60 if you want oil spritz. But here's the deal. <laughs> if it's scented, it's 75 But I'm just saying, I had to do this. I did it. And finally, yesterday, there was only 13 people that were local that got to come because the family was too far away and already blowed their money and their time. They come, they missed it, but you know what? I've seen two people madly in love who have survived a mess for two months waiting for the day. And I came home and I was praying and I was doing some stuff and, and you know, I, I don't know, I know you all are organized folk and, and probably do, cannot identify with me. I went to my desk and there was just stuff. I don't know where it comes from. I think the male lady brings everybody else's junk and puts it on my desk. Because I was just covered in such and stuff, right? And I was finally going, so I grabbed a paper, the thing that I had the, the, the ceremony in on, because I, I printed up in this little pretty black book, and it looks really cute and everything. And I, I cut my wife, and she was like, she had to have Jesus help her out because the computer wasn't doing what she wanted. But I printed a certain way to where in this little book I can just flip the little pages in there and I read the sermon. It makes it look like reading it right out of a Bible. It's really cool. doesn't work much when you don't have the things working right. And I sat there and I took this paper and I flipped it out because my wife was unhappy with it. And I flipped it out and all of a sudden this message fell out. Preached by me. November 14th of 2002. I haven't used paper since about November of 2002. 
I got an iPad and paper went because I can change that without having to retype it and then and, and print it and do everything. And pr- ink's expensive. So that ain't. That's a one-time fee. But when I read it, God told me, this is for today. So I'm bringing you an old message uh, but trust me, uh, y'all probably figured it out by now. There ain't never been a time in my life I've preached the same thing twice, even if I try. I ain't that good, and the Holy Spirit doesn't allow that to happen 90% of the time. I totaled, titled this message, Yet I Will Rejoice. Yet I Will Rejoice. If we go to Habakkuk... Chapter 3, if you ain't got your Bible, two months has been way too long, ain't it? There they are, they're in the seat right in front of you. If you ain't got one, oh yeah, look at everybody's digging. It's digging. (laughs) It's like they're going to movies, they're all picking their seat. Here you go, here you go. Everybody get the Bible. Habakkuk is almost at the end of the Old Testament, close to the beginning of the New Testament. Habakkuk 3, verses 17 through 19. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and be joyful in God my Savior. Father, right now, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ability for you to show us that even in this day, it is still relevant in our lives. God, I pray right now that you'll open our mind and our heart to what you have to say today. And we're going to give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. And everybody together says, Amen. You see, Habakkuk here had a choice, and his choice was... You know what? We got troubles. But I still think I'm going to praise God. How many of you are watching any news? How many of you have a newspaper? How many of you have a Facebook? You need Jesus if you do. If you, if you, I'm just saying that thing ain't nothing good kind of my Facebook. Here's the thing, or Instagram or anything. I still have a MySpace. Nobody talks to me anymore. Here's the deal I want you to understand. You can have all this stuff, but I guarantee you'll figure out there's troubles in this world. You know what's funny is I've got people in my town walking around with yellow and blue shirts on uh, standing for Ukraine, but you couldn't, they couldn't put their finger on a map and tell you where it is. You know what? People just want to be offended. People want to be hurt. They want to be a victim. Here's the thing you've got to understand. Everybody in this building got troubles. I don't care if it's the doctor tells me that I'm too heavy. Can you believe that? I brought the sexy all the way back and the doctor tells me I need to lose 20 pounds. I said, well, what body part you won't cut off, hoss? I can't do a whole lot of, you know, I'm the paralytic. I can't do a whole lot of exercising. What do you want me to do? He says, well, you need to watch what you eat, brother. Do you understand? I eat four ounces at a sitting. 
Do you know what four ounces is? I went last night to a smorgasbord. Everybody in there laughed at me. I had a little spooch of this, a little spooch of that, a little spooch of that, and I couldn't finish my plate. And everybody's like, you just wasted your money. No, because a little spooch of that, a little spooch of that, I wanted it. You know, anybody ever wanted that? Anybody seen something? You just wanted something even though you know. But I got news. I did have room for ice cream. (laughs) There's always room for ice cream. You know what I'm saying? That stuff melts and fills in all the cracks. So here's the thing I want you to understand. (laughs) What? That's that's from the Lord right there. I'm just telling you, you got to understand Habakkuk made a decision. Yes, we got troubles. Nothing's going my way. That think about it, there was no grapes. That meant no wine. I mean the party stopped before it started. Do you understand what I'm saying? It wasn't going great, right? You know, you know if you don't want if you <laughs> You know you got troubles, right? Do you know you know how to tell when you got troubles? When your birthday cake collapses from the weight of the candles. <laughs> you got troubles. You know what happens when you got too much month at the end of the money? You got troubles. Do you understand? It doesn't matter when your twin sister forgets it's your birthday. You got troubles. Do you understand? You don't have to keep looking. It's easy to find problems in today's world. You don't have to go fighting for it. It come to you. Just go to school. You know what I mean? Go to work. If it, what? You know, I have the greatest job ever. I work for the Savior. So I, I like going to work. I get to get up in the morning in my PJs and walk into my office. <laughs> and me and Jesus have us a time. I got the greatest boss ever. But you know what? Outside of that office, stuff is happening. No, I'm serious. It, it ain't all perfect. I have a great life, y'all. you got to understand, Jesus Christ has blessed me so much. Everybody's like, how can you be so happy? You're on dialysis 10 hours a day, 7 days a week. How can you be happy? Because if I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be here and tell you about Jesus Christ. I'd be dead. So you know what? I'm going to be thanking God for that machine that I'm on every day. It's how you look at life. How are you going to rejoice with God? Do you understand stuff happens? Period. I got news. There's somebody in this church who's trying to give me a kidney. And I think that's amazing. But do you know what's funny is even in that, uh, that altruistic... Is that, no, that's not the word. It's a word. Even when they want to do something good for somebody else without getting paid for it. That, that's what the word meant. The, do you know they still put conditions on you? Oh, you can't just go in. Jason, if I wanted to give you my left hand, they'd probably whack that sucker off and stick it somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? But when it comes to a body part, they're going, nope, you've got to qualify and do this. You have to have psychological evaluation. Well, I failed. <laughs> and I was the recipient. How's that work? You understand what I'm saying? you got to understand something. You choose the way you walk through this life. You either walk in victory or you walk in defeat. It's your choice. You think you're the only one with problems? You ever heard of a story of a man named Job? Shut up. You ain't got no problem. 
You understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you right now. You think you got problems with your family? Ever heard of Cain and Abel? How about Joseph? Anybody heard about a boy named... Why, you guys just think you're the only one with family issues? We want to sit there and have a pity party, the biggest thing we ever... That's what I'm saying. Let's get a cake and pity party numero uno. Why not? Why are we doing that? You know why? Because it's like, I don't see the positive. You know why you don't see the positive? It's because you're looking in the wrong thing. You're looking in the wrong area. You're not going to find your positives in the thing of this world. You ain't going to find your positive in a young man. You're going to find your positive in Jesus Christ. And if you find Jesus Christ and you give your life to Jesus Christ, all of a sudden your joy comes back. And your joy is not just temporary, it's permanent. Because you know what? My life is not for here. My life is for eternity. You sit here, we walk around all day long. Do you know, this little community right here, do you know? I figured it out that there's four Christian churches in this town, in this community. Four. Shoot far, I can step up on the roof right here and see three Mormon tabernacles. Four Christian churches, same amount of people. Lord, you don't think something's going on? Do you know what people are looking for? They're looking for real. Do you understand they're looking for real? They don't want you to blow smoke and sunshine up their skirt. They want you to tell them the truth. The truth is this. In the last days, there'll be wars. Rumors of wars. You understand? It also says in 2 Timothy, it says, In the last days, men will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We're in the last days. And we're worried about, my hair didn't do good today. <laughs> Just say, <laughs> You know what? We're, oh, <laughs> Shots, shots fired. Here's the thing. <laughs> she carries. I'm, I'm, I'm actually wearing Kevlar. Here's the thing I want you to understand. Not only that, you've got to understand. I had, I had somebody yesterday who sat there and was ready not to get married because the nail guy made them wait 40 minutes and I didn't get my nails done. Are you serious? These are the things that's going to upset your apple cart? How about, I don't, I don't have a new car. Do you understand that that is not what God told you He was going to give you? Why are we putting ourselves in the position of looking at the things of this earth as our success or our, our, our happiness? Do you know, this woman can almost make me happy. No, she's tried for 35 years. And it's so funny is because white, when she thinks she's figured it out, I changed my mind. Well, I got to make her try. If you didn't, if you made it easier on her, she'd just give up. Oh, well, I done succeeded. Nope. She just about gets to, ah, and I'm like, I think I want to go Thursday. What? I canceled my, ah, you just, 
and then she's mad at me for three days, and then Thursday passes by, and I'm like, see, if you'd have been subservient wife, we'd have been there. Ah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now you know why I really wore Kevlar. Here's the deal. <laughs> that's not scriptural, by the way, at all. I'm just telling you. No, that was comedic, not scriptural. That was out of the Jeff of Ig- That was out of the book of ignorance. I have it in the truck. <laughs> you understand right now that Israel, you think you have problems. You think we have problems right now. I want you to understand. Listen to these pr- folks that had problems. The fig tree had no fruit, no blossoms, right? The, the, the fruit was not on the vines. The olive tree had no olives. The fields had no wheat. The cattle and the sheep were gone. But yet he says, I'm, gonna get, I'm still going to praise the Lord. Here's some things I want you to hear. Listen to this. Things in your life and conditions will continually change. They changed in Egypt. Seven years of famine, remember? They changed for Job. He lost everything. They changed during the Great Depression. My grandparents told me all about that, the Dust Bowl. They also changed during COVID. How many people lost their jobs, their security? Their, you understand what I'm saying? Things changed. Things change because that's what happens here. I, I, I was thinking about that on the way here. Why do things have to change? Why does things come at me in different directions all the cotton picking time? I don't know about you. It happens that way with me. It's like I think I got it all figured out. Well, me and Jesus, we're going to walk this way, and then pff, there it is. Something come up, and it's like, well, huh? I don't get it. You know why? It's because, you know what happens when we get complacent? We stop praying. You know what happens when we figure it out? We try to help. <laughs> now, I'm going to explain that a little bit deeper, all right? Because I've seen some in the back row going, what? If I figured it out, ain't I supposed to help? No, brother. I'm going to tell you what's happening. When I say that is if you knew where God was wanting you to go in the future, you try to get there before he prepared you to be there. And then when you get there, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been somewhere God was wanting you to go before God got there, it ain't great waiting for the the cart to catch up to the horse. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. I don't want to be in front of God. He's supposed to be the light and the lamp unto my feet. If I'm in front of Him, I'm walking in the dark. And I don't know about you, but walking in the dark, I'm going to stump a toe or two. And then I'm going to say something I'm going to have to ask Jesus for forgiveness for. And I can't even feel my feet. What I'm trying to tell you is quit trying to get where God wants you to get before God takes you there. Here's the thing. Things change. If you are in God and your focus is on God, all of a sudden it doesn't worry you much. Do you know, anybody in here ever played baseball in your life? You know what I mean? I loved, I loved the sport. Uh, I, 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 I loved to watch it. I loved to be at the park and sm- smell the beer and the, and the cussing. And the, I loved the hot dogs. That's why I really go. Here's the thing, though, is you're sitting there. And do you know what's funny is I was watching this guy. And he goes, okay, t- 
today, this is going to be his fastball, probably outside corner. Sure enough, two, P right there. And now he's going to throw an, a fastball on the inside corner. Pew, right there. And then he's like, and it should be, and then all of a sudden this curveball comes. And a mess. How many of you feel like sometimes you figured it out and you're ready to swing because you know it, that fastball's coming right down the heart of the plate and you're ready to swing and ah, ah, life threw you a curveball. Maybe it's because you weren't listening to the guy going, he's going to throw you a curveball. The Holy Spirit, remember we talked about him earlier? The one in here that tells you, uh-uh. Your holy checkup. You know what a holy checkup is, sweetheart? That's when you're thinking, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. And, and you feel that, uh-uh, in here. That's your holy checkup. That's the Holy Spirit trying to say, whoa, no, don't go there. But see, when we are so worried about the things of this world, you're worried more about your beautiful auburn hair than you are what anybody's telling you from the inside out. You're worried about the outside appearance. You know, me and my wife have conversations all the time because my wife loves to appear like we're perfect. She does. She wants everybody to think our per- our house has to be perfect. The youth come over to the house, right? The youth come over to the house. My wife will spend four hours dusting and mopping and doing it. I said, they're kids. They're going to come in and spit on the floor and drop stuff. And they don't look at, you know, they're not looking for dust. Oh, oh my gosh, are you believing this? No, that's not happening at all. That's not all, right? That's, that, that's, that's your mom. When she comes over, it's like, oh my God, did you see the dust on that TV? You know what I'm saying? No. Here's the thing I want you to understand. She doesn't want somebody to walk in and think, I live there. <laughs> we have a perfect house. I'm like, honey, have you seen my socks that I put right here to put back on? They're in the dirty clothes. They weren't dirty. They were there. They weren't on your feet. I wouldn't have known if they's on my feet anyway. I was just trying to put on shoes, realized don't have socks. Oh, I have them right. Nope, they weren't there. Oh, my house is perfect. It's not lived in, but it's perfect. What? You know, do you know if your life is spent worrying about what other people think about you and what other period, what they... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes you got to live in the spirit to where God tells you what to do. And you know what? I hate to tell you this, Mary. Sometimes being in the ministry is dirty. For real. Sometimes it's going to get nasty and messy because you know what? Sin is not clean and perfect. And what happens is, is when you are brought and somebody is put in front of you for you to minister to, you better be ready to get dirty because if you're all prissy, ah, you ain't going to be effective for the kingdom of God because you're worried about what people think about you instead of worried about Savior thinks about you. Isn't that sketchy? That you would put the appearance or the, the judgment of people above the judgment of a Savior. What does he command us to do, Vanette? Does he say, make sure everybody thinks your life's perfect? Or does he say, go out and disciple? Do you know what disciple means? That means walk through the garbage with them. 
That's what it means. Not tell him how. You know, it's, you know what's so funny, girl? I used to be a drug addict at one point in time. I was. I was, I was hot into that mess. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I enjoyed me some methamphetamine. I ain't going to lie a lick. I, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, it messed me all up. You see me in a wheelchair, right? This ain't by accident. This is by stupidity. Here, let me tell you something. I enjoyed that. You know what? I cannot go to a place right now. They, they've got a U-turn for Christ in, in town. I cannot go there today and tell them that a program got me out of drugs. But I can go there and tell them, let me tell you what Jesus Christ did in me to where I no longer have a desire for any of that. It wasn't a program where I got to say, hi, my name is Jeff, I'm, a, I'm an addict. No, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to tell you, hi, my name is Jeff, I'm a redeemed, saved Christian serving Jesus Christ. I have no addictions anymore except to Him. Because He took that from me. Do you see sometimes, but you know what's funny? Is they ain't all ready to hear that right now, are they? No, because their mind's still in the delusional state, correct? So you know what? I have to walk through with somebody. And you know what? And I know none of you have ever fallen out of grace, ever. You've never said a word, or you've never done anything, or you've never told a lie. Shh, don't say nothing. This is not good timing. Here's the thing. I want you to understand something. Just like you, there are folks that are looking for answers, and you better be ready to stand. And in the middle of their junk, tell them you can still praise God. I had a young lady ask me, how am I supposed to praise God? I, this happened, this happened, I just got evicted, this happened, I just did this, this happened, I just got that. And I said, stop for a second. And I said, what? I said, how are you able to get all those words out? Well, I had to take a couple breaths. Then you better thank God for breath. <sighs> That's just stupid. Really? Let me choke you until you can't breathe anymore. I guarantee you, you'll be praying to God <laughs> that you want breath. You understand what I'm saying? What? You, you know, most of us don't, don't appreciate something until it's gone. I didn't appreciate stubbing my toe until I stubbed my toe. In that. I, I, I broke a toe a, a few weeks back, and, and that dude was sticking straight up, and I didn't know it until I, I tried to put my shoe on, and he was poking up at me. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of stupid, but my son had to, I, I stepped on a screw, and I walked around for, for two days with a screw in my foot, and I didn't know it. And, and, and my son's like, Dad, how come there's blood in your sock? I don't know. And he looked at my shoe, and there's a screw sticking through the bottom of my shoe. He goes, well, I, I couldn't feel it. What? You don't think? See, God puts certain things in your head to tell you stop. <laughs> he took mine away. I just keep going. <laughs> But do you understand? Here's the thing. you got to understand in the middle of your stuff, when that toe was pointing straight up, I could have went <sighs> and got upset. I straightened that dude back out, popped it back into place, taped it to the other toe, and, and, and I started praising God. Thank you for having no feeling from the waist down. <laughs> no, the bone wasn't sticking out. It was just sticking straight up. It was just ugly. It just popped it out of place and broke it up. I just put that little phalange down, taped it together. <laughs> Good to go. You know what's funny? And when the purple went away, I'm still, I, got, I could be a foot model. 
I'm just telling you, it got right back to Purdy. But that's because, guess what? You got to find a way to thank God in the middle of your junk. You want to know what the world wants? The world wants hope. I want hope. I don't need the change. You understand what I'm saying? I need hope. You know what? Hope is what drives me. You see, we just took communion, didn't we? Do you you know I ate a little wafer? Anybody in here eat a little cracker? It's pretty good. It it melted in my mouth. It was kind of like an (laughs) M&M. Melted in my mouth, not in my hands. Here's the thing. I put that little wafer in there. It just went away. And it could be gone. And most of you didn't even think about it again. You know what? I still think about that little wafer. You know why? Because when I took that little wafer, I claimed the healing in my body in the name of Jesus because he sacrificed and took a whooping for me to where there will be a day. I have hope of getting out of this chair. I have hope of walking again. I have hope of being healed. I have hope of taking this tube out of my gut to where I don't have to be tied to the machine. I have hope that when all this junk is over, I'll be in heaven for eternity and I'll be able to stand up and walk around the streets of gold and not worry about falling down and not worrying about anything in this world. That's where my hope is and I better walk around telling everybody about Jesus Christ and give them that hope because this world ain't got nothing for them but death. That's it. I'm telling you right now, the church has to stand up and be the church today. I look at these beautiful children that are sitting in here today. You better be putting the Word of God in their hearts. Because you know what? There's going to be a day when having this is illegal. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? There's going to be a day they're going to come and say, Take them! When Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and, and Apple and Google and all this other mess are going to say, nope, Bible app's gone, deleted. It's false information. A fact checker says so. You better watch, it's coming. So you know what you better do? You want to concentrate on stuff? You better start telling them the Word of God. Get it in their heart to where no matter what, they know the truth. Because if they know the truth, their future is bright. I'm just telling you. And I got news. You better not be waiting for some hillbilly in a wheelchair to come tell you about it. You better get off yourself, open the book, Start reading and go about and saying, let me explain to you why this is happening right now. In the last days, there'll be, war- there'll be earthquakes. Do you know my, my, my folks, uh, they still live in California. It's the communist community over this way. And <clears throat> yes, well, yeah, I guess that's what they call it. So they, they, they still live there. Do you know what came out this week? They came out with a preparedness plan, a brand new updated preparedness plan for the huge earthquake that's going to come in the San Francisco Bay Area, the San Andreas Fault, of how to survive the tsunami and the effects that are going to happen when that earthquake happens. You know what? I read the Bible. You ain't going to stop it, y'all. It says it's going to happen. 
How many years ago was this prophesied that in the last days there'll be wars, there'll be earthquakes, there'll be famine? What, you ain't thinking there's famine? You wait till the truck drivers get back there and quit. You better hope you know how to grow your own everything. True. Here's the thing I want you to understand. It's time to stop looking for hope of things of this world and start looking for hopes in the thing of our Lord. Habakkuk made a choice. You have a choice too. This is not hardly nothing on this paper. But let me explain something. I'm going to read this portion. Can you, can you, are you able to look a scripture up real quick and, and throw it up on that board if I, if I throw it at you? She said, no. Anna said, I don't like you anymore. You was my favorite. <laughs> Try to look up John 14, 1 through 6. Y'all get your Bibles out and do the same thing. Go to John 14. John 14, verses 1 through 6. Here's the thing I want you to understand. The best is yet to come. John 14, 1 through 6. I know. Huh? Just John, John. Not, not one John, not two John, just John, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Not Peter, John. No, John, Peter. John, Paul. Huh? John, 14, 1 through 6. There you go. Y'all ready? It, it, you found John? He found it on the screen. Here we go. Do not... <laughs> Let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus, right? My Father's house has many rims. If it were not so, I would have told you so. <clears throat> that I would have told you <laughs> that I am going to a place. Help me out, honey. I can't read. <laughs> I am going there to prepare a place for you. Yes. Do you understand? Even Thomas, right? Thomas was with Christ. He says, but Lord, we don't know the way. You know how many times Jesus said, go, and then I'll be there. Because they knew the way. You know, they, they, he told them, go to the other side, and I'll meet you. You understand what I'm saying? God is telling him, they're, they're sitting there, and they're like, Christ, how do we know? We don't know the way. Wait a minute. Yeah, you do. I'm the way. Let me lead you. Let me lead you. You see, if you're following the way this world's going, you're going to be led astray. And Jesus is standing there going, Hey, follow me. Understand what I'm saying? The best is yet to come. My Father has went and prepared a place for you. 
That way, where I am, you will be able to be there also. You know, I used to say all the time, I don't need a mansion, God. Just give me a little shack in the corner of heaven and I'd be good. Why would I want just a little bit of what God has to offer? No, you know what I want? When I go to heaven, I want to be the dude sitting right up next to the heavens. You know what I mean? I'm the, here's Jesus' house, mine right there. We're neighbors. That way I don't have to walk very far <laughs> to praise him. I can just get up in the morning and just start praising because he's right there. You know what I mean? I want to be close. I want to be there. I want to be able to do. I want to thank him for what he's done for me. I'm not going to hide, but I've got to get there. My hope ain't in things of this world. Lisa, my hope ain't in getting a kidney. My hope's in Jesus Christ. Because no matter what, Vanette, I am not going to be able to do anything that is of any great importance without Him being my guiding light. I want everybody to do this for me. Watch this. Watch this. I think I've done this once before, but I want to do it today because I want to do this. Take your finger, this fat part of your thumb right there, I want you to press as hard as you can for a minute. Understand? Just press it. Just press it. Just press it. And you know, it's funny, is while I'm sitting here talking to you, this, you're thinking, what in the world is this guy doing, right? Now, I want you to look at this. I want you to look at it, and it left a little impression on your hand. But guess what? It's now gone. See, an impression is temporary. You see, I got a scar right here on my thumb and a plastic joint in here where I stuck a hatchet in my hand. That scar is permanent. It ain't going away. You see, what happened, it reminds me, something made an impact. I can't wait to see the scars on the hands of the man who made the biggest impact on me amen father i love you and i thank you for the opportunity to be with my family god i pray right now that you will help us to find joy in all that we do god let us look to you for our peace and our hope god i pray right now that you remind us that all the things of this earth are going to fall or this earth are going to fall apart but everything spiritual will last forever and we'll give you praise for what you're going to do in this community and in our hearts in jesus precious name and everybody says amen, amen. god bless y'all thank you for letting me come back